Cody did a very good job. I, he was I better don't... to see how they run. I really thought he was a lot better in that movie. Uh, but this this movie was you knew it was going to be a slog when he shows up an hour 20 into the film and you're just like now we get to the Arthur Miller part right yeah yeah the film was going on forever it didn't need to take that long but it did now this is really interesting they used real life locations in the film uh the the initial scenes of the film were shot in the same apartment one where Monroe lived with her mother And Monroe's death scene was also filmed in the same room she died in, in real life. That's terrible. Now, DeArmas said at a press conference that she believes Monroe's ghost was with them on the set. She thinks that the ghost was happy. She would also throw things off the wall sometimes and get mad if she didn't like something. Maybe this sounds very mystical, but it's true. We all felt it. Best of luck in the Oscars. I hope she wins. The end. Okay. So I, I, can I, say, can I just mention something? My brother Adam, my brother Adam, who is a maestro of bad movies, he breaks yeah. the bad movies down. There's good bad movies that are just fun to watch. Yes. There's bad bad movies. And then you have good good bad movies and good bad bad movies. Do you understand what I mean? And this yes, was a I bad do. bad bad movie. It was a bad right. movie and it wasn't fun to watch. Right. You know, sometimes, like for instance, there was that. Um, the Bee Gees did a Beatles movie called Sergeant Pepper or whatever. Sure. And, and it was like, oh, this will be fun to rip on, you know, but it'll be a fun bad movie. But it wasn't. It was just a bad, bad movie. That happens. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see a bunch of them today as well in the nominations. I'm not funding this movie as worst movie of the year, but I don't like it. Okay. After Blonde for Worst Picture, we have Morbius. Okay. And uh, let's talk about Morbius, which. Okay, let's see here. Uh, okay, apparently, this is a superhero film based on Marvel Comics character of the same name. Apparently, he's part of the Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man-related villain, I guess, although we see him as a hero in the movie. Um, Jared Leto, okay. Yeah, who's nominated uh, for Worst Actor. There were previously two notable attempts to adapt the character of Mobius into cinematic form, since 1998, neither of which came to fruition. This is the first time. Uh, He was going to be in Blade as an antagonist, and he was going to have a solo film, Artisan Entertainment. I know the name. Um, Venom was another Spider-Man-related character. They filmed this in 2019. Okay, so... Work on the film began to the end of the year in London in February of 2019. That's not the end of the year. Filming completed in June. Okay, so this was a 2019 film. You know, I uh, I don't think this was a bad film. Really? You know? Yeah. You, you yeah. Think no, I will. think it's I think it's a bad, a good, bad, bad film in the sense okay. that it takes me. It took me five minutes, maybe a minute at a go for two weeks so actually finish this movie every minute there's something new that's crazy in it every uh-huh. you can go to any scene and you go why huh what mm-hmm. you know or like it's just off there's something off about this entire movie for the duration of the film and i uh, i really enjoyed it in that sense that okay it was also we're celebrating bad movies and pop culture this movie was in the zeitgeist this year we have to acknowledge that even my son who's knows what morbing is it became a meme uh 
the, they actually re-released this film based on the cult of that this is a bad film. <laughs> so this is something that doesn't happen all the time, and I think we should celebrate that, honestly. Yeah, I watched the film, and I didn't have any like reaction while I was watching it. Like, this sucks, you know? What I don't about, know. like, he, he declines a Nobel Peace Prize? You didn't think that <laughs> <Yeah>. was funny? <laughs> well, I don't know if it was funny, but... He, how does he does he fly or does he just smudges around the the night sky? I I was assuming he was flying. He like he's acrobatic. I don't know. I don't know. He's got he like um, he jumps in the air and then like a CGI smidge happens and he disappears. So does is he like smidging? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not really covered. By the way, you at home should be. We should say it to you know find the Morbius trailer as Here, we talk about it and watch it and you know. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm sure that I've made the trailers. Okay. Anything else to say about this film? Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Morbius. I'm glad it, it came released. I thought Jared Leto went with his heart, and which we'll talk about in Worst Actor, and it was all there on the screen. I should mention that I'm friends with Al Madrigal. I've known him for years. I thought he was terrific as Therese's partner. Like, Therese uh-huh. and, and Al Madrigal are these cops that show up Every time everything happens, they show up afterwards and they yes. walk around. They remind me of the uh, DC character, the Phantom Stranger, which this guy in a turtleneck just shows up. They just show up. And Al will say, like, oh, you think it has to do with San Francisco? What? You know, the, the you're talking about Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and the character is based on Spider-Man. Yeah. And Morbius, he was a 70s Marvel character, which was either Kung Fu or horror character, you know, or vampires or Dracula. And that's what he was. He was a 70s yeah. Marvel Dracula. See, the thing is, I, one of the things I liked is that he was a Dracula, but he wasn't a vampire. He right. made himself through this serum trying to cure his blood disease. They're trying to have like an Avengers movie where the villains of the – remember the Sinister Six? Kragen the yes. Hunter, the the – so at the end of this movie, the Falcon from the Tom Holland movies shows up in a multiverse riff, and he's up there, and he just walks up to Morbius, and he's like, hey, we should start a Sinister Six group. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's how it ends. And then, of course, Venom, which is part of that cabal, shows yeah. up in this Spider-Man movie from last year. At the end, like drinking at a bar, like, I got to find Spider-Man for some reason. Right, right. Yeah. doesn't make any sense. Did you like the um, uh, Venom and I, I think Tom? It. I like I like him living in in San Francisco in the Tenderloin with yeah. a Tenderloin apartment. I like Tom Hardy. I think he kind of pulls it off, but no, not really. Is this so? So Sony is one thing, and the cinematic universe Mar- is a different thing. Because yeah, so Spider Man does is he yeah. lent to cinematic universe? Yeah, he's well. That's the thing. He became part of the cinematic universe. They, they, Sony and uh, um, Disney worked together to release those three movies in conjunction. Yeah. But Sony's holding on to the rights of Spider Man and any character say. from Spider Man. So there's going to be like Mr. Silk. There's going to Madam Silk. There's going to be tons of like characters that were in the Spider Man. And the Spider Man universe is pretty weird to begin with. So it's not like they don't have, you know. But it's, it's just a cash grab. You know, Did there's you no like need for it. Strange multiverse, and you saw the spy other Spider-Man movies. I love the Strange Multiverse like movie. I really like that movie a lot. Uh, the the yeah. Spider-Man movie, I I thought it was a snore. I was ashamed because I I thought there was those movies are fun. They're they're aimed for kids. They're they're definitely aimed for teenagers. They're not aimed for me. 
and I, I'm grateful for that. So I don't have an opinion. <laughs> on it. I really liked how they took um, the the. See, I didn't like how like they had a Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, and then all of a sudden, nah, never mind that one. We got a new Spider-Man. Nah, never mind that one. We got, and now we're gonna totally mess it up with Tony Stark's involved. It's not even Uncle Ben anymore. Can, you we, know? can we just say real quick about that Spider-Man movie? They set it up that the that no one knows who he is, and. You know, we meet all the characters. They they were dead. There was agency, but now they're alive, and they're all CGI yeah. anyway. So the lizard doesn't look like the actor from the first place. And it doesn't matter they died; they're here now. And it doesn't matter about the characters because it's all going to reset the next movie. Right. They right. all forgot who he is, and all the characters are all the private characters live in his universe. He he doesn't need his buddies in the next mm -hmm. movie. They don't know who he is. So they don't even need Tom Holland, to be honest with you. They could just find someone else. It was a really crass movie. I didn't like yeah. that, though. And anyway, Morbius, Morbius is great. I, I'm a big fan of that movie. I, I'm a big fan, too. The thing is, I didn't understand that it was bad. I guess the it world bad, totally it was. It didn't make a lick of sense. He was going like bats are attacking you one second. Another second, he's calling another guy by the wrong name, and the guy's calling himself by the wrong name. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Pinocchio. What does it mean, not Del Toro's? Del Toro made a – There's a. this is one of two Pinocchio movies that came out this year. Netflix oh, has right. one from Academy Award director Del Toro, which he uses wood animation, like stop-motion Right. Caricature. I read about that in researching this. Yeah, I don't. Now, I didn't have the bandwidth to see it. Okay. Now, first of all, Robert Zemeckis did this film, and you know he's the trilogy of Back to the Future. He's Forrest Gump. He's Castaway. He's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I mean, this guy's proven his chops. Uh, the second thing I want to say is, I thought it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like the way that the uh, animated computer graphics worked with the live action worked perfectly. When they go to Pleasure Island and this guy is popping up, handing them root beers on the on yes. roller coaster, it's just everything clicked. You know, like the actors, the human beings were on point. The the animation, everything that was on the screen just all flowed beautifully. Uh, he, is, he made movies like Polar Express and Beowulf, which... Uh, I think this is more of the vein where he's just kind of he's a technician and he's able to create this flawlessly. Whether there's a soul or heart to it, it's right. a, it's a remake of a Disney live action a live action remake. We know what these we know what these films are walking in. They're pieces of shit that that stick to the cartoon regardless of anything. Okay, so I it was a little okay. Pinocchio was everything about his dad. But he hardly knew his dad. He had a conversation with Tom Hanks one time. But at the same time, though, he was born. He got information from the Blue Fairy. Right. Cr the cricket is all involved. So it was the. It makes sense he wanted his father because he didn't know anything else. This was his first day of life, his second day of life. He's trying to impress his father. He didn't know a world of life experiences to say. What do you, I just met this guy. He met him like as being born, you know, and when yeah. we're born, the first encounters we have shape everything. So, okay, this uh, was a remake of Disney's 1940 animated film. So this was an, a, an Italian book in 1883 called The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Calodi. This Perfect. only 
Two months. They shot this in two months. That was it. That's nuts. Well, you know, Tom Hanks was definitely like COVID acting. You know, he was just in a room by himself for the entire movie. There was no one well, else there. No, well, the guy showed up in the beginning, tried to buy the clocks. Right. Right. And then yeah. he got on the street. Okay, the clock that so, has Dumbo. It, yeah, that's right. A clock that has Dumbo. Now, his acting was not good. I, I got to, I mean, first of all, I love Tom Hanks. Okay. Yeah, we love Tom Hanks. But he did walk through this. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's a real boy. Oh, like so. This is not the first time he's worked with Zemeckis, the Castaway and yeah. Polar Express. So right. he definitely, they definitely have a kinship. But yeah, he just kind of wiggled his eyebrows on cue and and overacted. It's sort of like he was a uh, uh, an amateurish actor on, in a play. Like he's oh, I'm the old man. Oh, it's goodness. Now I know Tom Hanks, and I bet you. He had the ability to really become an old man and just say, well, would you look at – I bet you all his lines and everything, we could have believed it really came from a person. I wasn't buying it. Yeah, and I have a problem with all the live-action versions. It's not a classic, your cartoons. It doesn't have to be exactly beat by beat. It doesn't make a sense in the real world to have talking animals that you can't tell if they're talking. Right. This film like did a little bit better and it wasn't as awful as Dumbo, but yeah, uh, it was. You know, even the Aladdin movie, I, I can't sit through these films unless not that I'm in we a... saw. You mean no, Robin no, Williams. not with Bud Spencer, oh, with with uh, Guy Ritchie directed with uh, Will Smith. Okay, so um, it uh, the critics found that it lacked the charm of the 1940s film, uh, visually dazzling but soulless. Yeah. Uh, your conscience should be your guide to not make unnecessary remakes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> generally unfavorable reviews. Every frame in Pinocchio is filled with rich and rich and lush detail. Yep. It almost looks like a 3D film, and the performances, yep. whether live action or voiced, are universally excellent. I don't agree with the performances. Well, I know Lorraine Bracco from The Sopranos yes. is nominated, and I don't even remember her character. Well, she was the woman – she was the girl puppet, I think. She was the girl puppet, not the puppeteer. Right. No, no. The puppeteer was a live-action person. Yeah. But I didn't hear that kind of raspy voice in that – maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I love she her She doesn't get my training. voice vote in the Razzie, so that's why I guess I didn't I – didn't, I didn't notice. I thought it was the uh, human actress that was the puppeteer that was doing it. I thought she had a crush on Pinocchio, and that's why she was talking through the puppeteer. I didn't realize – Yeah, through the puppet, right. I didn't realize the pup was there. It, it's a film that they're going to make whether I want to watch it or not because they have a bottom line and they know they're going to make money. And they released yes. it not in theaters, but they put it in, in uh, Disney Graveyard to Die, Disney Plus. But, you know, now, it's content. Want, one of the things that the critics pointed out, and I didn't even know it, because but I, I have seen the original film, but this, like, dead son that Tom Hanks has and a dead wife wasn't part of 1940s film apparently well you know this they also streamlined the point so jiminy cricket first off he looks it's such a corporate film he while they play when you wish upon a star he goes oh that's my song right yeah, like in the beginning yeah. screw you disney <laughs> and then like they streamlined this thing like it's not episodic adventures it's he has to find a conscious and these are these things are happening in, sequ in sequential order because he needs to find a conscious 
I don't think the 1940 cartoon really was that streamlined. I don't think the book, you know, even though it was a morality tale, was like, oh, because he didn't listen to Jiminy Cricket, he right. this happened. It was just things were. I happening. wonder if Jiminy Cricket was the Disney creation for the. It was, yeah. It was, I don't think there was a Jiminy Cricket. And also, bring back the fucking cigars. Bring back the goddamn cigars. <laughs> Fuck. It was the best part of the movie. These boys smoking cigars at Pleasure <laughs> Island. Didn't even give me the cigars. They're they're committing a sin. And the only time a girl shows up is when they were complaining. They're holding signs that say, you know, we hate things or whatever. Right, right. Yeah. Six nominations this gets for the Razzies. I didn't think it was as sucky. It's not as sucky. Yeah, I'm not. The only other weird thing about this is that the principal photography began under the working title Mahogany. Oh, like Diana Ross movie. But why wouldn't it be Pinocchio? Because they don't want people to know what they're doing. They don't want. Oh, like, that's why it was to yeah. hide. Oh, 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 okay. So if you have a big movie, you you would send the reel, but you would say it's something else. It's Blue Storm or some shit like that. Anything else to say about Pinocchio? No. Okay, oh, let's man. go back to the voting. And next is His good morning. Good morning. Listen, audience at home, go to YouTube and search for trailer. Carl, Good morning. I, I'm not, I can't watch the trailer because my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> I can't eat. I'm not hungry. My girlfriend broke up with me. Yeah, but we're at the Denny's and you're with six of your friends. Let's go eat anyway. Yeah. Okay, so this film, first of all, when I was watching it, I was like, we're not seeing anything new here. It's the same old stoner stuff and uh, youth stuff. The hangout movie. Hangout movie. Right. And, um, you know, that uh, the, the roommate who became their neighbor, she yeah. was all makeup. I don't know what she really looks like in the real world. She was Megan just Fox? makeup. Megan Fox. Well, I mean, there's one scene where she's not wearing shoes, so you get to see her toes all natural. <laughs> But I'm sure they she had them painted. Tony, I didn't look, but her nails. This is a buddy buddy hangout film. It's written and directed by Machine Gun Kelly and okay. a guy named Modson, who right. I think now, he's he's the what the blue haired roommate. Right, he's the blue haired guy. And I I just want to say that like while I was watching this film, I didn't know that. But when it was done, when I learned that it was written, produced, and directed by those two goofs. I had a little more respect for them that they could pull something together. I mean, they wrote it, produced it, and directed it. It really looked like it's some a day in the life. Hollywood executives got the latest things and put it all together. No, they did that on their own. This is a day in the life about a fictitious actor named London Creed or whatever, London London yeah. Royal. And yeah, London he, Broil. London Broil. He stars in Good Bad People, which had a terrible season finale, uh, which I guess is on terrestrial TV, and they right. released that episode that week. And he's going up for the uh, to audition for Batman. However, right. he receives a text at the start of the film that says, Good morning with a U. The idiot has to look up the w- definition of the word morning on his phone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, no, my girlfriend is going to break up with me. <laughs> Immediately, that's all he talks about. Every he gets all this cool weed, right. he gets all this opportunity. I don't want uh, my girlfriend to she not at all. There's not a single moment where she wants to break up with him until right. his whiny ass causes her to say, Shut up. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you right. know, I want some space because I need a break. 
I but really it, liked when it was with a U. So he goes, what is this English? I wonder how many people got that, you know, with like color and behavior. Yeah. There's other words. But we all know what the word morning is. It was it was kind of I mean, I get it. It's the beat of he the movie. Should know. He yeah. should know. He shouldn't have had to Google. He's that. a fucking idiot. Everything is handed to him. It's an entourage movie. It's if you like the entourage and if you like Dave with Gata, 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 yeah. G-A-T-A, it's an acronym. He was really good in that movie. Uh, you know, I, I, at one point he goes, um, when he was getting canceled or whatever, he goes, I understand if you guys don't want me to be my friends anymore, acknowledging that they're just an entourage, you know, it is an entourage, and, but they've been best friends since high school. Every single fucking character. He's been yes. my best friend since uh, yes. we were kids. Give me a break. Some yeah. It's can't. a millennial humor thing. They're on their phone. They're doing Instagram videos and he decides not to go to the Batman interview because he wants to, his girlfriend's breaking up with him. Yeah. He gets dated wearing a mask uh, to talk. Wasn't to the, the manager director. great? The manager was very funny. Oh yeah. She leaves that voice you. message. It was so funny. Yeah. She was right, great. In that right, movie. Right, yeah. Then oh, she goes, she was really I gave cool. the director of Pluto Nash a fave. And now I have to, you know, now it's payback, <laughs> whatever. I guess that's Tom Arnold was playing the director of Pluto Nash. Yes, right? yeah. yes. I loved, uh, he goes, um, when he, they're psyching him up to leave, he turns, just as he's about to leave, he goes, I'm Batman, right? And she was like, that's pretty good. I think, yeah, that's <laughs> better, because he was lowering his voice. He's like, oh, Bruce Wayne. He goes, nah. Hey, <laughs> right. um, This is Seven you know, nominations this gets for the Razzies. They really sure. think this film sucks. It's it's very lightweight. Nothing really happens. It's all self-inflicted. He's, he's a spoiled little boy. Uh, yes. But that's the movie. But, but that's the thing. Like, he wrote it all. You know what I mean? Like, he he wasn't an idiot. He knew what morning meant because yeah. he wrote the film. You know. Okay, Wait, so can we, can we get to the ending? About... What's that? The twist ending at the end of the credits. What, he won Batman? Tell me. Tell me the – what am I so, forgetting? I just saw it. The end credits roll, and they show all the outtakes. You get to see, yes. you know – they they kill they use snout to tail in that movie. No footage was wasted. It was all in the <laughs> end credits. And then at the credits end, there's a post credit scene where right. it's revealed the hospital scene is actually the finale of his TV show. Right, good, bad right, people. right, right, right. Yeah. And they go, "That's a cut. That's a wrap for good bad people. You've been great." And then he has a British accent, which I don't know in real life he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, in real oh, life okay. he is. So he's talking like he normally, and he's like. What is the point of this movie? I get hot. I knock off. I break my my girlfriend's family urns, and I replace the ashes with pot weed. Yeah. Right. He was self critical of it at the he way. He undercuts end. the entire movie at the end. It's, it was ballsy as shit. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, and can I just mention one thing about this movie? I yeah. laughed really hard when they were smoking pot, and they showed the different ways to smoke. When they did the Jungle Book, where Megan Fox has this giant tobacco leaf. And she puts yeah, it under right. the camera like Bugs Bunny. And Are you crying? Yeah. She sprinkles two or three buds, and they fall behind the camera. And then he lifts back in the frame a completely rolled giant, like, chichin yeah. chong. And it was a blunt. It was tobacco. And just proceeds to smoke this novelty blunt. And I thought she was very funny in this movie. And that was a great scene. And, you know, it's not the It was both good and bad, right? It yeah, was both, both good and bad. and bad. It entertained me. Yeah, it was like bad with some impressive stuff that was really Pete, creative. Pete Robinson, Pete Robinson was funny in this movie. 
buried. Well, he, yeah, let's talk about. Are you talking we'll, about? We'll talk Leo? about him soon. We'll talk about him soon. He's nominated for. Is he for Staten work. Island guy? King of Staten Island guy? Okay, Pete Davidson, right? So they said that he just had a cameo role. He didn't have a cameo role. No, he, he showed was... up. It, they said it was extended cameo, but he showed up three times in that movie, basically. He said some funny, funny stuff. Like he was like finger movie in the man. butt. Not when you start, but when you finish. Like it was some, and he was really skeevy and gross looking. He, the funniest he, scene is they have a friend named Fat Joe. He's not fat. His name's not Joe. He just likes right. to lean back when he hears pot. And he gets into a K-hall and they drag him to the hotel where, uh, where Barry is the valet. And right. He gets him out of the K-hall. It's the funniest. But why is it they needed Barry? Remember, they're like, we need He's Barry. He's such a killjoy. He, he, he snaps people too. Oh, that's why, because he's so. I didn't Barry understand why our our hero London was like um, hugging him and wanting to be his friend, and then two seconds later he backed off. Yeah, like right. I I don't understand why he wanted to be the friend. I know why he backed off. Number. He's dogging me. Yeah, <laughs> I'll text you right now. That was good. Uh, I knew it was. Back. All right, so this movie wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. I'll probably yeah, see it again. Yeah. Yeah. The only problem I had is I had to pay for this film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I had to pay a dollar ninety nine or two ninety nine. But you I know paid four bucks. God damn really? you, Carl. All right. Well, LWAFL M O I T is worth it, especially to vote in the Razzies. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the final uh, movie nominated for Worst Picture. Okay. It is The King's Daughter. Okay, this one is worthy of discussion too, and this Absolutely. one only gets three nom uh, Razzie's nomination. Um, worst, worst actress, but it's not her fault. She plays a certain genre style. The, the the namesake, the king's daughter. She's like every like romance movie I've seen on Lifetime. Very like has a smirk, has a spark, and her just accent nails was terrible. Her fake accent. Were they supposed to be French anyway? Uh, yeah, story... Versailles, and they really, literally did shoot in Versailles. Oh Versailles. Well, yeah, it's beautiful. the The fountains and such are Versailles. This they is filmed what filmed in my... Versailles, and then they filmed in Australia, of all places. Probably for the tax break. I have to say, this is probably the best good bad movie out of the lot. If you are looking for to watch any film, I recommend The King's Daughter. It's on freebie. It is entertaining, and the twist ending. You is recommend so... this film? It's so funny, the twist ending, which I'll reveal. I thought this film sucked, sucked, sucked until he was going to jump off the cliff and he had to make a choice. Right. And he made the right choice. He that part the right of the choice. film was good, but the rest of it. Let's back up, Carl, because not a lot of people know French history like we do. You see. We, we, we. The king of France captured a mermaid because he can be immortal if they kill the mermaid and he sucks the mermaid blood. And he during the will solar be, eclipse. During the solar eclipse, which will help France because he will be king of France for eternity. Ever. Yeah. And there's one guy who's like overseeing and he can't wait to kill. Like I sent the male merman out of there. We got the yeah. mermaid. And he's like the king's daughter. The king is Pierre Bronson in one of his uh wait, roles. I think you said it weird. Yeah. Say it again. The king, Pierre Bronson. Did Where I get it wrong? It? Uh, Pierce, Pierce is how you say it. Pierce, Pierce Bronson. Pierce, piercing blue eyes, Bronson. <laughs> right. Uh, we saw him last year in an entourage heist movie, and he was not very good in it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And this that's one, he, he's half there and he's half not. 
it's not he's it's not really his movie to ruin william hurt shows up the late william hurt right the late william hurt and this is his this was filmed in 2014 believe it or not even though it's 2020 but so therefore it wasn't the last film he shot but it was the last film his was ever on the screen i kept looking at his character going that guy looks like william hurt So, this film was also shot in two months. That's it, two months. Two months, and then sat on the shelves for eight years, right? I mean, unbelievable. Yes. It's... So it was, there was a 1997 novel called The Moon and Sun that this was based upon. Uh, William Hurt's final screen performance, uh, you know, it had been filmed eight years earlier, so therefore. Well, uh, just so real quick, the king doesn't like the music being played to wake him up. They 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 find this woman who's a musician. She's gonna play better music, and he likes right. it. Then he realizes, hey, I fucked her mom. That's my Wait, kid. No, he doesn't. No, they, he knew. He knew he was. She was the daughter all along. He was part of sending her to the convent. Yeah. Oh, all right. So she's right. So she. He says, "Listen, you're royalty. You're my daughter." Right. And I also have a mermaid. I'm gonna kill and use the blood and go immortal. And she goes. Wasn't the CGI oh. horrible? This, the mermaid is nominated for worst actress. Doesn't deserve it. I, yeah. Let her fucking speak, and then I'll vote for her. Right. It's, she did her job. She sh- yes. went like this, and then they they CGI'd the fuck out of it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So she becomes buddy with the mermaid. In fact, best part of the movie is she breaks her arm, and the doctor can't wait to amputate it. And, right. Uh, yeah, that was right a great off. scene. And cut it off. Cut husband, off. the future husband. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> this movie. But she says, like, no, you can't kill Mermaid. Mermaid has a soul. And, and right. William Hurt, the preacher, is like, ah, uh, yeah, I know what a soul is. I'm a religious dude. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, man. And the husband's like, no, man, we're going to kill that mermaid and suck up her blood. So she goes to a cliff and says, either you suck up the mermaid's blood and be immortal or I jump off and I ju- or I don't jump off a cliff. Well, it was like only the mermaid will save my life if I jump off this cliff. So you got to make a choice. Kill her and I die. Save her and I live. Right. Yeah, she <clears> jumps <throat> off a cliff. And that Orlando Bloom dinner theater actor, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The set looked like it was like, welcome to Pirates of the Caribbean dinner theater. It was really kind of goofy. Yeah. And then they jump off that was a cliff. Australia stuff outside but, of Melbourne. Let's let's talk about the ending, which makes this one of the best bad movies I've ever seen. Refresh my memory. Sure. Well, you know French history, and you know that uh, oui. there was a mermaid. That the king had a mermaid, right? The Le you know the mermaid? The mermaid lived in Paris, Atlantis, Fran- mm-hmm. Fran- France, Lance- France, Atlantis. France, there, Atlantis. Underneath France, under Versailles, is Atlantis, right. and the mermaid gives the king's daughter. Breathing underwater power. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I couldn't understand that. That's why I sort of blanked that out. Like, how does she I have the ability? so hard. Can I give a dog a human brain if I want to? You know, how does she have the ability to give her gills? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No, and it's like, it doesn't make sense that the lost city of Atlantis is underneath Versailles. 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 Yeah, it's just, it was so Versailles. ludicrous. Versailles. And the whole film was about the king. And his conscious, and he had yeah. the, his daughter and the priest, and the film ends with the daughter, the namesake, becoming a mermaid. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Did not expect that to turn into a mermaid at the end. 
did not. So let me just tell you a few other things that I learned. First of all, Julie Andrews is the narrator. And Julie Andrews makes sense because she would be the princess, right? She was always the princess person. Princess Diary, she's in as well. Yeah. I didn't so, recognize her or give a shit that she narrated it. And I'm sure the dub versions out. don't care. Nobody either. noticed that she... It just yeah. sounded like a correct nar narrator. I didn't right. realize until I researched that it was her. It's in the credits. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, the earliest development for this film began in 99. Now, this was written in 97, this book. 99. It was um, – Jim Henson Company was all involved in this. Um, and, uh, well, there's a bunch of – you know, Sony terminated their agreement with – there's a, lots of backstory here. It's but um, the shelf and the preview released it. Right. Exactly. After it was released, uh, after it was about to be released, they stopped and they said, we have to work on the computer graphics. And then some companies fell apart and it just sat around. Um, in the, it's the, the biggest, China's biggest financial contribution to a non-studio film produced outside of China. Um, it got three nominations for uh, the Razzies here. I guess we've said all we can about yeah. it. Now is it time to vote? Okay. I All right, let's vote. I'm going to do it. Okay, let me share screen here so that people at home know that we are voting. Okay, so Blonde Morbius, Pinocchio, Good Morning, or The King's Daughter, what is the worst film? Morbius. Morbius is the worst film. Now why Morbius is it my Blonde? Because Morbius is more fun, more people talk about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It's a genuinely like it's going to kill the genre of superheroes. Hopefully, this was okay. a film that will drag westerns well, down it, and drags. You wanted just, to it, die. It's like westerns. It's time to die. It's time to die as a genre. Okay. But I'm, okay. I'm voting. I put my vote in for Morbius. I, I okay. think it's a terrible movie, and my son talks about it. It hit a cultural nerve. It, it deserves to be celebrated. Okay, so blonde. What was your second runner-up? Was it blonde? King, Pinocchio, King's Good daughter. Morning? King's daughter. Love okay. King's daughter. King's daughter classic. That is what I am voting as the worst film. The okay. King's daughter. If Horrible. Morbius wasn't on the list, it would be King's daughter for me. But I have to go with Morbius. Okay. Now I don't think Good Morning deserves to be. No. It was bad, but it was good okay, too. Dave Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters made a movie called Studio Six Six Six. Machine Gun Kelly is not the only. Pop star with a vanity product move film. Did I see Studio Six Six Six? No, it's not. Oh, well, okay. do you like to watch the the late? I mean, do you like to watch musicians riff? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not worth it. It's a very long movie. Okay. So you are going with Morbius, and I am going with The King's Daughter. Done and done. It's a lock. Okay. Now we're going up to the top of the Razzies right. now, and we're going to start with worst supporting actor. All right. So we have Tom Hanks, Xavier Samuel, Pete Davidson, Maud Son, Evan Williams, and you can write one in if you want. Which at this point doesn't matter. So uh, Pete Davidson, uh, do you want to just go with what was your choice? So Pete Davidson, as we said, it's not a cameo role. He's a character in this film. Uh, I think Tiffany Haddish in, in uh, Easter Sunday was more of a cameo, even though she was a character in it. Uh, I'm not voting for him. Okay. Okay. 
Tom Hanks, I don't think, was a bad actor in Elvis. Everybody else disagrees with me. Yeah. Well, he was appropriately bad. You know, he was the the thorn in, in Elvis's side. Elvis was all glamour and 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 just sincerity. No, but he wasn't not in the not in the in terms of his acting, right? That's what I'm saying. He played it a certain way, and it was really good in the film. Like it wasn't a good performance, but he's playing Tom Car. He's playing him a certain way. It's a heightened performance. I I don't I don't know. I might have to vote for him because there's no one else I really care about. Okay, what about? Okay, I don't think it's fair to say Xavier Samuel and Evan Williams in Blonde were bad actors. It's it's criticizing the 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 movie and the storyline with these two characters. It's not really about the actors, and we'll see other nominations where their character was stupid, but the acting was fine. You know, yeah. the director gives you acting, sets the the tone, and you do your job, and they did their job. So then we have Pete Davidson, his cameo role in Good Morning. And I got to tell you, I think he did a good job. Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. Right. Yeah. He did a very good job. That was very good job. Right. My my son. No, I thought he was fine in that movie. He him and uh, Megan Fox were great in it. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with the two people in Blonde. I guess yeah. I would give it to Tom Hanks just as a cultural tip, but the other one is Maud's son. That's yeah. a toss-up for me. I, That's I'm, where I'm, I'm going. I think his uh, performance... Now, look, again, if he wrote it, produced it, and directed it, he was doing it on purpose, so it's hard to vote for him. I right. can't vote for Tom Hanks because I think he was doing what he was supposed to in that film. I agree with you. I agree with good. you. I have to go with Maud's son just because he is the lesser of... I am going with Mod Son. No offense to Mod Son. You obviously have your talents and you made a yeah. film where you acted. And I, I appreciate that. But your character was way too old for who he was. Yes. And all, out of all the characters, get it over the every, top. Yeah, but they all get handed everything on silver platters. And he definitely didn't deserve any of it, let alone mm-hmm. like living in that place. So I don't know. So, Mod Song, I'd like to apologize to you. It's just that you're up against Tom Hanks, the two guys in Blonde, and Pete Davidson. So, you're the worst of the choices they presented us. I agree. And we're going to be doing that apology a lot. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, this is a good category. Yeah. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel Blonde, Pinocchio, Firestarter, World Dominion, and both of the 365. Let's talk about 365. Okay. 365 was like a soap opera of the rich. You know what I mean? It was nailed, nailed it. It was num. It was it received the first movie one worst picture of the year for the Razzies. It got a Razzies. The, the first picture, the theme is so toxic that mm-hmm. it was a gimme to to be the loser. The basically a Polish mafioso kidnaps right. this beautiful woman. And says you'll fall in love with me within the year, and kidnaps her for three hundred sixty-five days. Five days, and at the end they are in love, and that's the reason why it got voted worst movie. Netflix, they probably a lot of happy dads watching that movie. With because they get two sex. There wasn't one sequel in twenty-two. There was two of them, mm-hmm. and that's why they're calling it a ripoff. But. Like you said, it's not as toxic as the first movie. It's just a very long soap opera. It's an ode to consumption. They go, they have girls' night out where they eat, and the food, the table is covered in food. 
There's a big yeah. ass pile of spaghetti behind this woman. Yeah. Either take it, right. get a doggy bag, or like give it to the somebody, or eat the fucking food. It's just spending money. And how many times? And look do... at their bodies. They are not eating all that food with those bodies. They oh. need, needed a little tiny, you know, smorgasbord. I mean, that's they all were... we see are their bodies. They're, they're. Yeah. This is my favorite scene in in both movies. Oh, I walked into you having sex. Oops. Oops. Yeah, that happened right in the beginning of uh, uh, this. And then the day. third movie, she's getting fucked by a model or something like that, and 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 oops, I walked in while you're having sex backstage. Now, um, one of the reasons why these two were released the same year was pandemic stuff. Um, in May 2021, you know, 30, 365 days. This days, production was originally. Scheduled to begin in 2020, but delayed during the, the COVID-19 pandemic until February 2022. Same sort of thing. Okay, filming was set to begin in 2021 around Italy, Poland for the Italy and Poland for the next 365 days. So they filmed stuff, and then they had to take a break, and then they were scheduled to film the next one. It just coincidentally came that they were both released the same year. Did you remember at the end of the second one, she gets shot? Yep. And then the third one, she's fine. Yep. And she's like, you know, I got shot for you. Yes, that's right. And I the boys know. kiss. The boys kiss in the third one. She has a daydream yeah. where they kiss, and they do. It's it's the same formula. It's some shitty song playing, and there's softcore sex happening. And if you like that kind of thing, Netflix has six hours of it for you. Enjoy it. It kind of there was a Michael Winterbottom who's a director. He made a film called I think it was called Eighteen Songs. It was couples uh -huh. having sex to certain bands performing. Like bands would play, and then we'd have a romantic scene. I haven't seen it. I think it's NC Seventeen. It sounds like a better movie to, than this. These films, the same idea. You get to see sexy scenes with music playing over it. The music's like they go to a club and the same crappy song plays. What kind of club yes. doesn't play disco? Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So for me, this one is gonna win. Um, Worst River, really, Carl? Well, yeah. I can see like Blonde is there because it's the same thing with Princess Diana's musical last year. It's right. like it's a camp icon who's getting you know battered, and the view is terrible. It's an exploitative movie. I'm not voting for it. Disney's Pinocchio. It's another yeah. one of those live action films. This is not about art. This is about commerce. It's still not getting my vote. Firestarter. Yeah. I saw the movie. The director is really, really good. It's not a good match. The director does some really cool stylized neon lights and neon yes. backgrounds. It has nothing to do with Firestarter. And I don't really find it entertaining watching people catch on fire. I did, they, you know, if it's well, an let's animated... stop and talk about that film for a minute. As you know, there was the um, uh, 1985 film. Uh, yeah. starring, what's her name? I was just on that. Drew show. Barrymore. She was nine Drew years Barrymore. old. Drew Barrymore. I enjoyed it with Martin Sheen. And yes. this film seemed like it did its job. It was a Stephen King novel, by the way. It was uh, a true this, Stephen King movie. Like, we it, haven't seen those before. As if we haven't seen those before, right? Yeah. Um, I think The Shining was a good Stephen film. Stephen King film, and I think uh, Pet Cemetery was all right. A lot of them were not good. Firestarter was good, but I don't think this one was as good as the original. They just sort of remade it. 
Yeah, it's um, a Blumhouse horror picture, which is cheap and effective and does its job. And yes. I guess that's what I could say. And I thought she was fine in it. I, I We'll talk about it later, but there was controversy. They had originally nominated yeah, made her 13-year-old worst, actress. One of the worst supporting actresses. And I don't think she did a bad job acting no. in that film at all. The direction is to be dour. Zac Efron, one of the funniest guys. You'll you'll see bright Disney face. He was dour. the dad. Dour. Yeah, he was he was the Martin Sheen. I don't know. Uh, the Jurassic got negative reviews for sure. Okay, yeah, Jurassic Park World Dominion. Okay, that gets my vote and the story. What a fucking ripoff! I don't care for these characters. I the original characters were really fun. It was great to see BD Wong. He never leaves well, the lab at the last right. scene. Okay, they were back together though for the first time. The uh, what's her name? Dern yeah. and Goldblum and what is his name? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. So they were back together for the first time. Is that Lord Dern is great? Great in this movie. Yeah, she acts. She yeah. really, really acts, and that's the reason why you look at Bryce Howard uh, uh, Reese or whatever her name is. She doesn't really have that gumption. Like these characters. First off, let me just say the original characters were human beings with jobs that get stuck in this circumstance and tries to survive. Chris okay. Pratt is a is a dinosaur trainer who is really good on a motorcycle, who escapes dinosaurs chasing him through the streets on a motorcycle. He's like Superman. Yeah, these other people are human beings who are stuck in circumstances. He is like every man, every superhero man. And I just well, couldn't... Was... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. He was every superhero. Yeah, so like I just didn't care for him. Did not care for him. Okay. Uh okay, I want to say about this film that it's the sixth film in Jurassic Park world and Which it's plays... going to be the end, the last one ever. And when we talk about the bubble, the bubble is a dinosaur movie and it's the sixth film. You know, we we're we're not there yet, but this film, no kidding, Jurassic World Dominion, no kidding, it inspired the bubble. Because yeah. that's what they had to do. They had to go to a hotel, and, and they had to do that, like, two-week quarantine. And um, basically, you know, and they have their Hollywood uh, egos, and it inspired that film. Um, now, this was a financial hit. It made a billion dollars – well, I mean revenue. It grossed a billion dollars worldwide. And other sure. Jurassic Park films were not um, a hit. And that's it not is, true. I mean, well, the other Jurassic World movies. Yeah, not Jurassic Park itself. Jurassic World, correct. Um, this was the fourth film in the franchise to gross one billion. The 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 other uh, the highest probably Lost World I think grossed them a million a sequel. Uh, okay, so I don't have it in front of me, but we know Jurassic Park did well. Yeah. Um, this was the. Third film released in the aftermath of COVID-19 to gross a billion, big deal. The fourth film in the franchise to gross a billion. The third highest grossing film of 2022. Unfavorable reviews. Yep. Nothing... Bright Dallas Howard, that's her name. Listen. That like, gets your vote. Yeah, that gets my vote. I feel like sequels evolve, sequels go. Wherever direction they're going, they lost me. Like, the park was funny. It was dumb humans you have dumb animals that got to stink and those dumb animals kill the humans. That's funny. Right, right. And then right. they go to San Diego and the second one is based on, and they, and then the third one, they go back to the park. The first world movie was funny because people are bored at the amusement park. So let's make them super dinosaurs. And then when super, the super right. dinosaurs attack, we'll people, 
you remember that guy in the crowd who's running with holding two margaritas running away yeah. from the yeah that was funny that had some social commentary there's nothing like that i this is about cloning humans and i'm sorry i just i don't care anymore make your money and don't call it art don't get me involved it's a rip gotcha okay so that's my so vote you vote jurassic park world dominion i vote, you vote 365. 365 they just because i hate it just because yep. i hate, you make great points about world dominion you really do and if if I if it wasn't for three sixty five days, it would be I would probably pick Pinocchio. I guess I think the problem with six three sixty five is such an inside joke among Razzie uh, members and not the, uh -huh. the public. So oh, that's no. a, yeah. Okay, cool. Worst screenplay. Worst screenplay. We got bon blonde Pinocchio. Good morning, Jurassic World Dominion Morbius. Now, we've covered all of these uh, films in our discussion, so we don't need to go through them, so we can go right to it. So what do you think about Blonde as worst screenplay? I think it is worst screenplay. That's it's, what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. He, the directions he made are terrible. I Obviously, now that you told me, it is obvious. It has nothing to do with the novel that Joyce Carol Oates wrote. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of this topic. Nothing new. It was actually even worse to watch her blow the president of the United States without yeah, it terrible. being an actual straight out porno movie. Yeah, it gets my vote. Now, Pinocchio created a dead wife, created a dead son. I don't know. It's got reasons why you would pick it. Yeah. Good morning was stupid, but I respect them. I what respect they it. Did. Jurassic Park World Dominion. This thing was the same old film. You had this like corporate evil guy mm -hmm. who, who they're trying to make um you know uh Musk, elon musk or, or right. uh, he's also can we say he's minded like i'm tired of watching characters like that if he's autistic he's autistic not every you know billionaire is like that but yeah he act, he acted a little elon-ish don't look up he looked like that guy i think morbius was fine you know yeah i like you i'm going for blonde now why are we picking blonde I think the direction that this that I think the perspective is terrible. I think the choices made were terrible. I think yeah. it should have been a female director, maybe. If you, it's a tired take of a tired topic, and it was awful to sit through. And I don't think the guy likes people. I don't think he likes women. Yes, I don't right. think he likes men. And it just shows in this film. Now, so. this director said on many interviews, well, many, it's two that I have, that. Uh, he, he, it's the first time he ever had a female as the center of his uh, topic. She did and a fantastic by... job. She did a great job, and she's worthy of a nomination for Oscars, I think. Like, she really did – the movie would have fallen apart with someone else. The only thing I criticize, but I don't think it's her. I think it's the direction, is the Babe in the Woods act throughout uh -huh. the entire film. Come you on. You didn't like that, Daddy? Well, Daddy, you, you didn't like that? I didn't do yeah, good, Daddy? <laughs> She's been through two marriages. She's been through a rise to fame. She's been through abortions. She's been through an abusive mother. She, she's she been through, I mean, she can't, you know, everything was like, where's my daddy? She wasn't a little girl. She was a drug addict and she had had her life experiences. She shouldn't have been a, a um, babe in the woods for the entire film. I agree. Blonde. Worst screenplay. All right. Okay, let's talk about the worst director. We've got Blonde Morbius, The Bubble, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning. And this is a tough one for me. 
Oh, it was the easy one for me. Okay. Are you going to go with blonde? Nope. Okay. I lean towards blonde. And good morning gets a maybe from me. I think the bubble was fine. Why don't we talk about the bubble? We haven't covered I that. am voting for the bubble. Okay, you are. Uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow, I don't know him personally. I know him through his films. His films are really good. King okay. of Staten Island is probably the best film he's done, best film I've seen in a while. Okay. Very touching, very funny. People hanging out, very real. He did two documentaries about HBO content. He did one about his old colleague, uh, Gary Shandling, which is this fantastic yeah. four-hour, two-part documentary. He did a similar take about George Carlin. Again, these are H it's HBO documentaries about HBO comedy properties that they have, but they should be celebrated. And I thought his documentary on George Carlin this last year was fantastic. Okay. Fantastic. So he's really a well good done. director, but you this think was he's a misstep. This was a huge, huge, huge misstep. The humor was the the premise was there. We're gonna piss on Jurassic Park Dominion trying to shoot a world trying to shoot during the pandemic. But None of the Pete Davidson hangs out with his buddies and watches a purge movie, and it's funny, right? There's none of that hangout vibe in there. There's mm -hmm. like really forced kind of jokes that don't really fly. This idea of you have to be isolated is so boring. You're rich and you're in a rich hotel and you're bored, or like, but didn't it make you laugh a lot of lot of times? The, I thought the puppeteers that were on stage as the dinosaurs yeah. kind of sold the show, they were very funny. I thought that it was unrealistic. Like, they don't die of COVID. They die because of security alarms blowing them up or some shit like that. It's right. just, you know, it it was very, very flabby. And What about, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I like the director. You know, it reminds me of the director of Co The Cobbler. He won an Oscar that year for Search and Spotlight. Sand, uh, Sandler. Right. Adam Sandler movie where Adam. he becomes a different person when he wears her shoes. It's a yeah. terrible movie. That director made Spotlight, that Searchlight, the fantastic movie about the Boston newspaper un uncovering the church scandal. Right. And he won an Oscar that year. So I feel like it's the Spotlight? same thing. Is that what it was called? Spotlight? Spotlight, yeah. Is that so one that, with Michael Keaton? That's exactly right. You know what blew me away in that film? And I'm going on a tangent. The guy goes, okay, so most of the sex happening in the, you know, Catholic church is between nuns and priests, right? But I was like, whoa, stop. What do you mean? That's, <laughs> ah, just, that's you know, pretty crazy like, to begin with. Priests screwing. That's I, a controversy. I, I, I just feel like the same thing happened to Apatow. He, this bubble movie was not good. His other films that he released, you know, in the last two years are fantastic. Top, you know top what's ironic? Tier is that this film is about how long they were stuck, right? But this, in reality, it only, they only, they shot this in two months. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. All-star cast for sure. This was the first time I saw David Duchovny, like, have a facial expression. I thought that was good. I loved when she lost her hand. She was like, what? I just, yeah, I just... she was, Leslie Mann was very funny in it. I know their daughter is in it. She was fine in that movie. You know, it's, I don't mind his nepotism. I don't mind his tangents. I mind flabbiness, the humor. And this is, Carl, this is the only movie on the list that actually acknowledges the, uh, the COVID pandemic. Yes, that's right. And a lot of them were affected by it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you are voting for... Uh, Judd Apatow, worst director. And I am voting for Blonde because I think this guy really dropped the ball with his conceit 
and his budget and his i just think it was a really foolish movie uh, Fair i enough. you know if you're doing a biography why would you make it a fictitious by like because he's a legend it's, he's 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 talking about the legend i yeah, yeah I, I agree i thought he was bad i thought stuff. the the bubble was a bigger misstep for me, and I was uh -huh. just, I was really disappointed. I'm not saying he's a shitty director. I'm saying this movie was poorly. This directed. movie was done yeah. for. Okay, okay. So we now move on to worst supporting actress, and here we've got some new films to talk about. Yeah, the 355 was like a spy. Um, it's an international. Yeah, international cast sounded like 1899 with the different languages going off. Uh, Jessica Chastain, be careful what you wish for is what I thought because I love Jessica Chastain and I wish she was in every action movie ever. And I got mm -hmm. my wish. This movie, like, <laughs> this is the one they remind me of the A team. Nothing bad will ever happen to them, even though a lot of drastic death happens. Uh, but they can walk in and not get harmed. And so a lot of it just kind of dissipated. Like, of course, they're gonna have a fight scene, of course, at the end, they're gonna be fine. So it wasn't really. Yes engaging to me however jessica chastain is one of the best action movie stars i've seen and her fighting scenes were great um and it was an all-star cast and which so let's talk about the nominees in this movie penelope cruz was fine right. her character was terrible her character was a therapist hired by a spy agency to talk to a spy so it was kind of like mel gibson and dangerous right he's the therapist she's the therapist that's going to talk yeah to this that's guy. right the ch the clint eastwood kids film yeah, yeah yeah scott scott eastwood is is dangerous i enjoyed that film yeah i mean it had its moments uh but this film was like so she talks to that that handsome guy the spanish guy and she's very flat and she's very informative then the guy gets shot in the fish market and she's like ayuda she suddenly <laughs> has so much emotion and then she decides to be a spy even though she has absolutely no training it's not only is she good but she can also seduce people and suddenly her character is like a seduction fake seductress to get this billionaire involved and it's like did she learn that in therapy school mm, it, yeah it wasn't right. her acting it was the character that was really just didn't make a lick of sense now do you think that uh chastin castain would have been good in blonde as a marilyn yeah didn't you see that uh jim and tammy faye baker the eyes of tammy faye no do you recommend she's fantastic it? in it she, i yeah. think she won an oscar for it she's great in it you think I should watch it? Yeah, it's on HBO somewhere. HBO, what is it? Uh, the Eyes of the, Tammy Baker. If you have the chance to see the documentary, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, that the movie's based on, it's a Tammy much better. Faye? Wait, Tammy Baker, isn't she the wife of Jim yeah, Baker? Yeah, Tammy Faye Baker. Oh. Oh, so they Tammy made a documentary, Faye. and she, she was involved in it, and it's uh -huh. a great documentary. And the movie's kind of based on the documentary. The documentary's better. I would recommend it. Do you I remember why it's called the... 355 yes because uh washington george washington had a female okay. spy yeah, yeah, and it. they called her agent 355 and right. then dan chastain says it's not because we didn't know who she was it's because she didn't want people to know her name that they knew her name and they weren't going to tell her so yeah. at the end these international spies become their own agency okay so it bombed at the box office. okay but you don't vote for it right i was going to vote for Penelope Cruz, but I feel like she's an Oscar winner who did who did her job. The character itself was just completely batshit and didn't make a lick of sense. So it's the character, not her. 
Okay. So then we have Lorraine Bracco in uh, Pinocchio. Pinocchio. So I'm trying to look out, look right now to see what she did. It, okay. So what was her character? Okay. Yeah. Here's Wikipedia and cast. Lorraine Bracco as the voice of Sophia, a seagull. Ah, oh, we oh, know Oh, the seagull. seagull, yeah. And the, the seagull did have a Lorraine Bracco voice. Right, right. Yeah. Now we know what what uh, what it <sighs> All right, whatever. I thought it was a younger actor doing that voice. I thought it was, like, someone else. She's fine. But I guess she doesn't get your vote either. No, no. And I, I have someone. I picked someone already, but I not her. Now, Bing Bing. Bing. Right. She's a punching now, bag. She's been nominated before. Okay. She played the non-speaking mermaid in The King's Daughter. Uh-huh. And you don't – so, yeah, you already told me that's yeah. not – And then okay. she, her character in The 355, yeah. you know, her English is flat, and her – when she speaks Chinese, she's a lot more uh, acting. But she was fine in it. She played the characters. She was, you know, an empty slate. Okay. So then I think you're probably not going to pick Morbius. She was fine. She was not the problem in that movie. That leaves I'm, only Mira Servina. Yeah. And you know, this is the same circumstance with Mod Sun, and I apologize, of course, to these nominees. I'm voting for her because I have seen the movie Lamborghini. Yeah, me too. You I'm know what? It, it's kind of like it doesn't make the finish line. Like it's it has so much. And Frank Grillo is great, right? This guy who's in every shitty beat action movie, he's acting in this film. And it was going to be Antonio Banderas. Oh, well, Grillo does that a good job. An he's, he's, he's listed as an executive producer, so he got some effort out of it. Okay, so uh, it was also confirmed that Antonio Banderas and Alec Baldwin had been cast as huh. Lamborghini uh, as an adult. Grillo did so, a good job. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. He looked great in the suits. Okay, now, uh, Servino. She is a good actress, at least in history, you know? Yeah. So oh, yeah, I'm she's... voting for her, too, but I want you to know that, you know, Mira, I want Mira to know herself that I'm apologizing, but this yes. was, you did not do a good job. Okay, there's two scenes. One is the dinner scene yes. in which they're having a confrontation. That could have been a great scene. She was you not hear... there. She wasn't present. Okay. She you was, hear the dialogue and what she's talking about and where she came from in the relationship to where it is now. She could have killed – and I know this actress. What right. did we – she was with uh, Phoebe in that uh, – she was with the yes, – she part. had a run in the 90s. Romy, Romy and Michelle's films. high school reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she no, had a run she's, in the 90s of a lot of great films. She's in three scenes in this movie, and – he doesn't really hit her marks. He doesn't seem no. present in it. She's a movie star that doesn't have a movie star presence in this film. Yeah. Congratulations, Razzie. You finally found somebody I could vote for in an obscure movie, which I would yeah. have never watched otherwise. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm voting for her, but I'm holding my nose. I think it's punching down, honestly, voting for worse women. Um, no, it's what well, I don't know what you mean by that. I um, mean that me as a guy, I'm voting on on female actresses saying they suck. I don't feel oh, great about it. You are woke. You are so woke. That's right. That's is, right. I never use that word. Woman. Why is it a woman? It's just an actress. I mean, okay. she didn't do a good job. They're they're There's following the scene. they're following the format of the Oscars, so you have to have uh, 
we're supporting, but it's can not only necessary. women vote for women. Can only men vote for men? You're not punching down. Are you above a woman that you're punching down? Sometimes I, I feel like, like I'm punching world. down when I when I have to vote for worst supporting actress. That's okay. All. So it's, I think also there was the scene in which she leaves him, and she could have nailed that too. Nailed it. It was a public scene. There was a great scene in the in the in the restaurant where he's flirting shamelessly flirting with this woman while, and then right. Mia Severus tells his son like just leave, and then yep. she confronts him, and I just it misses the mark. So yeah, congratulations Razzies for finding a bad performance for me to vote for. That was a big stretch. Okay, uh, now worst screen combo. I'm real like mad at the Razzies for this, because okay, wait a second, wait a second. Wait, I think I'm suddenly I think I was thinking about this wrong. It says worst screen combo. It doesn't see worst screen That's right, combo. Oh, they they well, it's usually it used couple. to. Yeah. Okay, All my right. complaint in the past was they were doing these jokes like Tom facing Tom Hanks in his face, you know, and that's not a screen couple, but they changed it these son bitches. Combo. Yeah, combo. Well, last year they nominated Jared Leto and his terrible uh, accent in House of Gucci. Yeah, they did that for. Yeah, I remember that. I was mad at them for that too, because but it was couple. I understand. Let's talk about Tom Hanks. He was obviously a heightened character. He was the villain. He was, you know, he was a composite. He did wear fake makeup. It was distracting. Not the worst out of the list. So you vote, oh, not the worst. Okay. No, I'm not voting for him. Now, we've makeup. got JFK and Marilyn Monroe in the blowjob scene. We've, I, I, I'm inclined to vote for that because it was repugnant. Me too. Me too. And it wasn't okay. necessary. Like, here's your chance to, to film a scene, show it to the world, and this is what you decide to do. So uh, Marilyn blow the president, and it, Either it wasn't not hardcore enough for my taste, or it was just in poor taste. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, if if it was like okay, if there was like a small porno movie on Pornhub that said Marilyn Monroe blows the president. Okay, now I'm excited. Yeah, right. But you're making this movie. You're doing exactly what I've already said it before, haven't I? Okay. Yeah. The two sequels was my next runner-up because I hated <laughs> that. You didn't like Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Son. You don't think they've they're best, they've been think, best friends for so long. I don't think they deserve to be in this category. I don't think they're the worst. Do you think I the think, director of Blonde has an issue with women? Yes, I definitely yeah. I can't. It, okay, not knowing him, but reading his interview stuff, I think, yeah, I think he does. I'm going, I'm going with him showing the blowjob scene. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, worst actress. Now, is this the last nominee? No, we have worst uh, actor. Too. We yeah, have okay. worst actor left. Worst okay. actress. Um, first one up is the actress from Firestarter, and they retracted it because of her age. Which and so honestly, the Razzies are saying, you want to give it to us because we fucked up. No, first off, I watched all these fucking movies. Yeah. I'm not copping out and voting for that. Second of all, Okay. These nominations are fucking ageist anyway. Half the joke is that, you know, Sylvester Sloan is 80 and Diane Keaton is 70 and they're still doing their shtick. It's mm -hmm. ageist, right? This We have uh, Alicia Silverstone listed in the Rockin, whatever it is, yeah. Rockin, 
which is a French word for shark. Yes. Right. So he goes to where Vietnam. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Vietnam. We get this. The movie starts off with this graphic stillborn uh, miscarriage. Yeah. And with the blood and her memory of it. So it's a pretty heavy hand to start off with. But really, she and her is. husband goes to this beautiful beach house right in the water in, in Vietnam. And unfortunately, a hurricane knocks the house into the water, which is it covered with sharks. Away. It floats away. And there's sharks, 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 CGI sharks. And like open water and all these like real time ish one day torture porn movies. You have to wait till the end to see what actually happened. Yeah, that's right. You have to wait till the end. And the end was like a stupid kind of jokey pun, not pun. Uh, it, 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 the, the sign said, beyond this uh, line, it's dangerous. And she looks at the camera like, yeah, no shit. No you shit. Know? Yeah, she made I'm a on this side. I don't know. Now, like those this movies was are filmed in Orlando, Florida. What? Can you believe that? That no. they just wanted to make a film. She got voted for for worst actress, partially because she has a reputation of, of some people feel she's not a good actress. I'm not well, one of those people. I do not agree with the Razzie. She should not have been nominated. It was a not. sucky film. But when she was okay, so she was on the phone with her mother and sister. Right. Yeah, and talking the about the pain of losing the child. I think she was really acting when they were out there in the water and the, the husband cuts his foot and the blood goes into You're the right. water. And she gets she, this post-traumatic shock. Uh, she did a great job acting job. that. She I acted think like she was a, fine. She acted her age, which is probably why she got the nomination. She acted her age. She responded to the terror like a person her age would do, like I would do at that age. And mm -hmm. she looked like a human being. So that's probably so why me, I want to say this about her age. Okay. She was looking old. That's not a bad thing. It's a right. good thing. She looked great. These people like, um, uh, when Harry met Sally lady, like they, they, they start getting right. older and right. So they, they, they want to stay a kid. It's ridiculous. You look like a freak. You need to grow as an actress and play the mom, play the grandma, play the, um, the she worker who's getting laid off, you know, there's yeah. roles for you as a mature woman. I'm a big fan of hers, and I thought she did a really good job acting this film. The film was just kind of had a running time, and it ran its time, and it ended. And, yeah, you know, it's I've seen other films. I guess uh, All is Lost with Robert Redford. He's an old yeah, guy. I remember that. Oak. So I fast-forward to the end to see if he survived. You, you know, did? I yes. No. I couldn't hear less. Listen, I was watching that film the whole time, and he was going to die. That is what was going to happen. Does he? You know, no, he got oh. saved at the last fucking millisecond of that film. He was just, he was like, that's it. All is lost. I'm dead. And that's the second he got saved. Gotcha. I don't think she deserves worse actress. I don't think she deserves it. So what... Okay, now Bryce Dallas Howard, she wasn't a bad actress. Yeah, but look, given the circumstance and given the fact that Laura Dern chose is was so much better, he only has three scenes in this movie, and they're usually it's under the shadow of of her husband. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's not there's nothing urgent for her to do in this movie, and the bubble makes fun of that too. They're mm -hmm. like one of the characters, like you know, you weren't in the last one, and now you're back, and there's really you don't really have anything to do, and you don't, you don't have anything to do outside of these movies. 
and it's unfortunate for her. I don't think she did a great job out of this list. She probably had the worst performance, but you know, I'm, I'm okay, picking here. Bryce Wallace Howard, is that your vote? Well, Diane Keenan was fine. Mac and Rita again. It it never crossed the finish line for me. It it yeah. seemed like a ninety percent there movie. I enjoyed what it was, which was a great premise. Here's a thirty year old woman who has who's an old soul, right? We met people who you could see the old person in them, right? They My act like an old Scott. person. Like was Angela old, Lansbury. Old, she was a hottie, but we all know yeah. her. She all came into that old woman role. And she played an old woman in The Manchurian Candidate, even though she was yes. the same age as Sinatra, give or yes, take. Yes, yes, yes. You know, uh, or Lawrence Harvey, who was supposed to play as her uh, son. So this movie is that this this woman wishes she was an old lady. She's written novels about her grandma, uh, memoirs about her grandma. She goes to Simon Rex's giant tent, and Simon Rex, who was great in, in uh, Red Rocket, gets a very funny two scenes. He, he was more of a cameo than anything else. Yes, and, he had two cameos, yeah. right. And he turns her into an old woman. It's wish fulfillment. You know, she, he wishes to be— He didn't be, know he was doing it. He was surprised. He was, he was he shocked, yeah. And he didn't even recognize her even though that happened. There is no the explanation why, why, how it happened, why it happened, the fact that he wasn't there when she— came to and was Diane Keaton. This film really jumped through a lot of hoops to try to make it a little more in depth and make it, you know, like the grandmas were really funny. And a lot of them are like, you know, character actors I've seen in other films, the, the wine club, they were funny, but they didn't, I don't know. It's just, this movie missed something. It was too pristine. Her apartment in Los Angeles had hundreds yes. of books and thousands of board games. And it just looked like it was set design, you know, and right, right, right. And also, the guy falling in love with Diane Keaton, it's not that it was unbelievable. It is unbelievable. But the thing is, it was never addressed on himself as an internal conflict. Like, it is inappropriate to be with a 70-year-old woman, a person who could be my mom plus. That, that was never explored until Diane Keaton freaked out on him. I know. thought it was bad taste that he would go back on, on his girlfriend, this woman's aunt. Like... They had chemistry together, and she obviously liked him. And then suddenly, he's macking on the ant. Mm -hmm. And then you know, she kind of says in dialogue, "Like I'm the ant." Like remember that conversation, that awful conversation we had about shrimp? I'm reprising it because, and he goes, "Oh, you magically turned into an old lady. It's the same person." <laughs> but that no, but he never. She keeps it a secret. She doesn't keep it a secret from the best friend, but she keeps it a secret from him. Oh. That was a passionate kiss one year later at the Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Let me say that uh, there's a woman named Taylor Page. She played the best friend. Yeah, Carla, right? Wait, she was a great actress. She she did her she job didn't have exactly much to do. She, right. She was getting married. Uh, Mac was her her best woman, you know, and bridesmaid. Uh, Brian, yeah, you know, what do you call her? It's maid of honor. Maid of honor, right? Yeah, and so that was kind of like I don't know. It just never really got explored. I wish there was some another X factor to this movie. This movie was pretty grounded, pretty adult. It just seemed like something was missing. I don't think it was Diane Keaton's fault. Again, it's COVID acting. She played. She was just in her room by herself, and they shot her scenes. You know what I mean? Like no, no, she, no. She was throughout well, I mean, the whole film. She was with. There was people, but there was people. some scenes where she was just in a room by herself and. That's what I mean by COVID. It's just one person, and the, they shoot one person. That's it. Okay. 
Now, gonna... I think she doesn't. I don't think she did a great job as an actress in this film, but I don't think it's bad enough to no. be worst actress. No, I I agree. I mean, she's supposed to be the same character, and it doesn't seem that way. Like it doesn't seem like she studied the original actress who played the thirty year old character yeah. to see to have the same quirks. But she did fine. Uh, and then Bryce. I don't know. Out of the bunch, I thought she was the weakest. The King's okay, Daughter was but, fine. But the thing is, what did she do? Okay, no, wait. King's Daughter, you just said, was fine. King's, yeah. it was, King. this actress in King's, first of all, her her accent was horrible. It was terrible. And her, like, nicey-nice, I don't know. It, she, for me, she's going to win. I think that Bryce Dallas Howard didn't, do anything wrong okay what does it mean a bad actress like we look at at um marie marie what's her name servino we look at her and we know she could have nailed this she part nailed it. right yeah she didn't that's when i say you're you're a worst actress i think that bryce dallas howard didn't do any scenes in which she showed a weak you know she was scared for her adoptive daughter uh, I'm not was... going to vote for anybody. I'm, 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 I agree with you. I was going to vote for Bryce Dallas Howard because she's blank, but he's not given anything. She's in six scenes in a two and a half hour movie, and yeah. she doesn't do anything. It's unfortunate that Laura Dern doesn't do anything and is fantastic in this movie to kind of show that you can add personality, you can act in these roles, but she's not given the opportunity. I, I'm actually going to leave this field blank. I'm, I'm sick of is, the whole can controversy. Can we do it? Can we yeah, do that? Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. Okay, then I will leave it blank too because I was going to vote for Kayla. Hey, she's fine. She's like a Hallmark Channel actress. She she has the smirk. Yeah. She falls in love with the right person. She she emotes. She was she wasn't the yeah. worst in that movie. Okay, so then, okay, we said we weren't going to cop out and give it to the Razzies, but what else can we do? Silverstone you know, was you're fine. Right. I mean, Eaton was fine. Just, Howard was fine. You gonna vote for that? I guess so, just to not have a vote. And yeah, it's all right. honest because these other ones were fine by us. So listen, all I'm gonna say is that I wish the Academy listens and drops these force rules. Like just look at the bad movies, look at the performances. If something stands out, we'll nominate it. If a movie's bad, forcing them into these character categories is just a drag sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We have to justify worst supporting actress. It just gets tiresome. Well, All right. I mean, um, was okay. Do they? Okay, let's. We're almost done with this category, but just because you said that, did they really think that Alyssa Silverstone was bad? I mean, I could see why they would think Diane Keaton was bad. Yeah, Diane but, Keaton, but, right? There was some missteps in there. It's because she has. Yeah. They all have histories of not being good actors of have Actresses. of bad roles, so they keep. Dredging up these names every year. Sylvester Sloan, for example, coming up. No, but I that's gonna be my choice. He oh, was really? horrible. He was bad. Uh, I, th- I I'm not a fan of his, but it was a decent movie. I mean, he was okay and he did the thing. He walked, you know, and his dub body double was there for the scenes where people talk <laughs> and his stuntman Wasn't was it there. unrealistic? Let's talk about this film Samaritan. Yeah. Wasn't it completely unrealistic that burning fire they were in for about 25 minutes? Thank you, Carl. Thank you. I agree with you. That little boy would have died of of, of absolutely. 
Okay, so one time I go to an air show and they were doing a Vietnam reenactment in which they were using napalm, okay? Now, there was us in the parking lot, then you had the airstrip, and then you had this grassy area behind the airstrip, okay? They they dropped that napalm so far away from us, we could feel the heat. Like if you would turn to the left, you'd feel it on the left side of your face. You turn to the right, you feel it on the right side of your face. It was so hot. You cannot be standing in a fire, a burning building. Yeah, it's well, like an oven. It's an oven. Yeah, this is basically like a street level superhero movie where it's more about crimes on the street and gangs than it is about flying spacemen. So yeah. I kind of like that. I like that aspect of it. Granite City's grittiness. Basically, mm -hmm. there was twins, and that's the thing about this film. If you're gonna have a Sylvester Stallone evil twin movie. You wait until the final reel to to see the the evil twin. Well, he never. We never saw the twin, right? He had. He. We're the, gonna spoil the movie. The evil twin is actually the good guy. Yeah. So I don't mind spoiling movies, and if people watch our show, they know right. I'm doing that all the time. But this is for the voters, anyway. Yeah, you need to have seen this film to vote on it. Now, in the end, he reveals he wasn't Samaritan. He wasn't the good guy. He killed Samaritan. He, he was, was nemesis. And that's why he stopped being a superhero, because he really was stopping being a supervillain. He didn't want to hurt people anymore. Why do you think he was the, he's the worst actor? Because of his performance. Because while I was watching it, I thought he was shitty. I thought he was walking through it. Okay. You don't... Okay, well, no, I, let's. I, I, I already. Know, I, it's obvious who I'm voting for, but it's not going to be Sylvester Stallone. Uh, let's obvious. just see. I'm, for I'm Samaritan, for yeah. Yeah, I'm Jared Leto gets my vote. Okay, for Sylvester, for Samaritan, I just want to. Uh, what was interesting to me, it's a co-production of Metro Goldwyn Mayer and Balboa Productions. Balboa. Right? Balboa. Oh, um, uh, that's pretty cool. And then also I should mention his co-star, Martin Starr, the conspiracy theory that the boy talks to. They're, yes. They're both in Tulsa Kings together. Nothing really interesting to say. Okay, so for you, it's not Sylvester Stallone. No. Now, Tom Hanks gets a shot. We've already talked about how We already bad. talked about it. It wasn't a good performance. Okay. Now, Pete Davidson in Marmaduke, I don't want to give it to him, although it was sucky. Because it was a cartoon. It, it was what you wanted. The kids want to hear his voice, and he delivered. Right. And I wanted yeah. to hear his voice. There yeah. was already a live-action Marmaduke movie. This is a Netflix children's film where it's cheap animation. It has nothing to do with, with the original strip other than there's a big dog named Marmaduke. It's not the old man neighbor right. that, that was a that 2010, 2010 live-action film. That, or maybe you're not talking about that, but Marmaduke yeah. was also. Oh, yeah, were, it was okay. already it was already done as a kids live action film. So this is just a Netflix content. They singled out Pete Davidson. I thought his he was flat, he was off putting, and he was yeah. delightful in this movie. It was exactly what this film needed was his his voice. Yeah, and, and it delivered. So I I don't. Jared Machine Leto got oh Machine Gun Kelly. He's not a good actor, and he does like impressions of other actors. Like he does his Jim Carrey, and he does his this. Yes, he did do a Jim Carrey, and he did on Batman. I think it was fine. I think yeah. it was fine. And He's listen, a... you know his accent, right? I believed he was an American. Oh yeah, right? for the whole film, I I thought that was his accent. I didn't yeah. realize he was British until the after the end. Jared Leto, 
he makes decisions. He House of Gucci was a decision. It wasn't good. <laughs> it was definitely entertaining. He was this horrible film, in House of Gucci. He was terrible in Morbius too. Morbius, okay. he the weight on his shoulders should be there for for dragging this film. I wish you know, and he did. He all messed up here because I was going to vote for Sylvester Stallone because he really is a bad actor. He was great in Rocky. Hey, he was I great, agree with you, but he was okay in this movie. I really wanted to hate him in this film. I really do. All his films are ripoffs to me. They deliver. They promise something and never deliver. And he it delivered. He's a gruff guy with a hood over and a lunchbox, yeah. and he walks around the homeless centers. But they're not really homeless centers because they're actually bad guys disguised as on how right. you know like. Then I guess I have to vote for Tom Hanks. Okay. Jared gets my vote. Okay. And okay. I think that's, that's all she wrote. We I'm are about to and... submit ballot. Let's... Let me make oh. sure everything's cool. Yep. Go through the list. I'm going to go through my list, make sure everything's checked off. Okay. So we're supporting actor. I said Mod Sun from Good Morning. Mod Sun gets my vote. The guy he also gets hair. your vote. Then for the worst ripoff, Blonde was a serious runner-up. I say it was both 365, and you said Jurassic World Dominion. Yep. Okay. For worst screenplay, we both said Blonde. It, it just Blonde. it made shit up. It just okay. Worst director, I said Blonde. You said Judd Apatow. The, the bubble. bubble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and with your apologies, because he's a good director. I have a lot of apologies to these people, but it was not well-directed. We both agree on uh, Mira Sorvino. She is a yeah. very talented human being. She could have nailed that. He had three roles in this movie and didn't deliver. Yep. Three scenes, yep. Yeah. Um, worst screen combo, we both – did you did you say it as well? I think we both said the fallacious White House scene. The fallacious White House bedroom yeah. scene. Yeah, terrible. Okay. Worst actress, just for lack of a bad actress here. They were all either just fine or good. I thought Alicia Silverstone was good. She's we good. went with <clears throat> the Razzie's blunder of nominating a 13-year-old. Uh, either that or I abstain from voting for worst actress. Right. Well, what are you going to do for real on the ballot? Uh, I'm putting down, should we give the Razzies a well-earned Razzie for this year's world? Okay. And with, with a caveat to say that ageism is not just – singling out 12-year-olds and singling out 70-year-olds as well. But how is it ageism? Because Diane Keaton was celebrated for being a 70-year-old woman. Right. Well, first off, I'm sorry she's not old enough for Brady, that she's not 80 for Brady. She's 70 for Mac and Rita. Okay. Uh, she has a certain shtick. Like Richard Gere, his hair is always perfect. Diane Keaton, she always has these crazy outfits, and there's there's yes. she had a wardrobe specialist listed in the end credits. Well, but how is it ageist because they were supporting her age? But because it's like Alyssa Silverstone, she's known as a bad actress, so anything she does, they'll always nail her. Oh, the Razzies was being ageist, not Mac yeah. and Rita. Oh okay. no, no, Mac and Ruby was kind of a weird. It was Rita. was funny about that, you know. Yeah. Okay, worst actor. I wanted to say Sylvester Stallone. You talked me out of it. That's because, okay, he was in that movie in uh, Garrison, New Jersey, which he was the cop. That was a Copland. good film. Copland. Copland. He, of course, Rocky, we know. But he's in other stuff that is just so shitty. Judge I didn't like Dredd. him in Copland. Oh, yeah? But yeah. didn't you think he was being a real actor for a change? No. 
I thought it was a hype about him being a real actor, but I didn't feel it. Okay. So that's why I was voting for him because I think he's notoriously bad, but you talked me out of it. Yeah. This he was fine you're in this movie. For... He's notorious. Yeah. I'm going yeah, so you're going with Tom Hanks as, right. as yeah, that overacting. I'm going with Jared Leto. There's Morbus is Morb you know, we're morbing. Let's go yeah. morbing. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 you can't escape. Worst picture. Yeah. I said the king's daughter, and you said Morbius. Morbius, right, right, right. Why did I ask that question? Blonde was, a, I think, for you too. Blonde was a serious runner-up. Serious. Okay. Submit ballot. Me too. Are and you the... sure? Are you finished? Are you, Are you sure? Can we get to the next show already? <laughs> yes. Right. Submit ballot. Yes. Download receipt. Thank you. Download receipt. Okay. Well, results right. will be told on Monday. January 23rd. Well, that's wrong. What? Results will be told... On Monday, January 23rd. Okay. That's wrong. What is wrong? What is wrong? Well, it's Monday the 23rd already happened. So the nominating results are not... My, oh, okay. Where do you see that? Go, go ahead and, and uh, close that, that uh, ballot yes. receipt. Right there. Thank you for participating in this year's 43rd annual Razzie Awards. Look for oh nominating results on Monday, January 23rd. Oh, my God. Razzies, you're fucking up, Razzies. Razzies, don't you have a webmaster? Yeah. We're in the 21st century. We love you, Razzies. We did it. We love you, audience. We made it an hour and 50 minutes. We uh, are an hour. Yeah, an hour 46. Yeah. We are... Uh, Bad podcast, Raz Academy members. It's very exciting to vote. I was very happy this year to learn that you, all you need to do is pay some money and you can be in the Razzies. That's part of the um, joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, great. Yeah, and people complain about that, but you know what? That's five months of Twitter, $8 a month, right? <laughs> and you're still giving your opinion. So, all right. Yeah. All I'm right. Glad well, this happened. We did a lot of streaming. We watched, we did it. Uh, we want to thank you. Next week, we uh, we have a bunch of movies. Uh, we did this this episode is a special episode. It bumped whatever we had next. But we'll yeah, should I just tell the audience what's next? I'll just go there right now. Oh, sure. I can't. I can't. I don't know why I can't. My head's like a sieve. I don't remember either. I, I, I don't have my external hard drive. I can't tell you what's coming up next. But we've already mentioned it last week, probably. So. Stay tuned. Next week, we'll be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. We'd love for you to join us. Join our podcast. Subscribe at LWAFLMOIT. We're in person on YouTube. You can watch our, watch the movie synced and watch us talk. And also, we have a Celebrity Comedian countdown. You can see the Celebrity Comedian on YouTube at LWAFLMOIT. And finally, YouTube. listen to Muni Radio. Right. Where we stream first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Thank you, Carl. And donut and donut. I mean, donate. Donate. Hit the donut button. Hit the donut donate. button. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Love Thank you. Show. Thank you, audience. We'll see you guys next week. I might have gone to a wrong chord there. Okay. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. 
just watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Brala Mike. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Very important acronym. It's mm-hmm. Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman and Carl. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Car- Michael Spiegelman and Carl. da da Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman, as seen on Game Show Network's People Puzzler. I'm Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike, how are you, television star? Great to see you again uh, in the lowly medium of FM radio and and YouTube. But, you know, for a TV star like you, be up there and here's a clue. Michael Jackson turns into one in Thriller. Zombie. Is it zombie? Where do you want to go next? Uh, four down. Four down. We have an M and an E, and here's a clue. Heavy genre of Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. Metal, heavy metal. Is it metal? All right. All right, doing good, Mike. But uh, great to see you again. Thank you for having me on our show. Well, thank you for arriving to our show. As as always, uh, we are recording the seconds after my episode just aired where I was a game show contestant on Game Network's People Puzzler. And I couldn't really talk about it. But it's out there, and you'll hear clips from it throughout our podcast. We are streaming right now on MutinyRadio.fm, as we do every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. New Jersey Time. And we are really excited because we have a great show. Carl and I, we watch movies on YouTube. They're full-length movies that are posted on YouTube. We want you to watch the YouTube movie with us and... uh, listen to our podcast at the same time so you can do this right now streaming live uni radio go to youtube or you can subscribe to our podcast it'll drop every sunday night and then you can watch the movie at your leisure or you can subscribe <laughs> to our youtube channel which carl has already synced up the movie carl is the producer of the show yes, he yes. wrote the theme yes. song you heard up front right. uh yeah he will edit game show bits for yes. the show until the end of infinity and uh the end of infinity 93 till infinity (laughs) mike what is the movie today you're asking me carl what a switcheroo normally i would ask you 
Today's movie is Thunderbirds Are Go, the theatrically released 1966 super animatronic. It's more like marionettes. Well, marionettes and animation, right? Animatronic moving bullshit. So it's combined and it's super. It's called Thunderbirds Are Go. We want you to go to YouTube, type in Thunderbirds Are Go, 1966. 1966. I can tell you, look at my PlayStation 4 here. Oops. The actual full title is Thunderbirds Are Go, 1966, 1080p, Blu ray, H264, A A C R A R B G. R A R B F. Got it. Got it. And Carl, great question. The channel that's hosting the movie ah. is Bob J seventy seven. That's B O B B J seventy seven. Bob B J. Because the head bobs in a B J. Is that why? Bob B J seventy seven. And listen, as married men, Bob, congratulations. Yeah. Right. Uh, Kudos we're living vicariously through you. <laughs> so go ahead. Now, Bob had uh, not only had the courtesy to host this movie, he has two ads up front. So thank go you, ahead. Bob. Thank you, Bob. But he's the only one that has the full length movie, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead and click it, let it play, hit pause. Well, what's going to happen is you're going to click it, and there'll be two ads. So when you have the opportunity to skip ads, do so, and then hit pause, move to zero zero. Oh my God, that's so much work. Now it's a chore. It's not a chore. We're, we're going to have a great segment. We have a special comedian, celebrity comedian, Carl. Yeah, yeah. To do the countdown to start our movie. And exactly it's right. Carl and uh, Carl, take it away. I hear you have a top 10 list, Carl. No, I don't, you dumbass motherfucker. What do you I have a movie podcast. In the middle of it, and we watch a full-length fucking movie. God damn it. Okay, so listen. You have to start our movie. Is this advocates in your way? Three, two, one, go. That's how the countdown goes. You say three, two, one, go. Please, I went to the school. It's audio first. It's it's out of San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Everyone at home. We're on Mutiny Radio. Presses play at the same time as we do here in the studio. Okay. So what you have to do is like a countdown. Three, two, one, go. Don't do it like three, two, one, and go. No, it's three, No, two, it's like one. the space shuttle launch. Three, two, one, And you're recording go. this for yourself. Right the fuck now. All right. Go ahead. All right. Okay, you ready? Am I ready? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Holding on, yeah. Ready now? Okay. Three, Chindon. another two, Chindon. Wait, wait, wait. Three, two, I, I don't know how to do it. Steve, how would you do it? Three, two, one. Timing. <laughs> this is the best show in quite some time. And we, well, had, to be, like we had to be good to follow lunch. those two jobs. Three, two, one. Garrett, how would you do it? On, let me guess, on post-it notes. But uh, You know I'm recording right now. <laughs> he was already doing Are it. Are you aware I'm recording? All Three, right. two, one. Thank you, Carl, and comedian, celebrity comedian for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. That was very interesting. I look forward to hearing it. And now, from Concord Home Entertainment. Yes, Concord 99, 77. <laughs> we now, saw Carl, 79. Normally, you watch these movies, research it, and tell me about it, and I never see it. We're doing a switcheroo. You haven't seen this movie. 
Have you right. seen this movie before? Probably as a kid. As a kid, this was a television show. And so that's this is why back I in the 20th attention. century. Yeah. Now, I oh, didn't realize so this. Retro. This this show is so crazy. It's a 21st century production. This takes place in the 21st century. This is 2066. And in fact, it, this movie, Thunderbird. Oh, I got to crank this up. Thunderbirds I don't know why I have this. Thunderbirds are go. Great. Right? You sit down. The moment you sit down, it says, Thunderbirds are go. I'm done. It's so retro. It looks like it was made today to look like back then. It does have this very slick 60s style. Yeah. You know, yeah. look at this. Super. The guy who created this, his name is Jerry Anderson. I've never seen Thunderbirds. I've never seen any of his stuff except wow. for a couple episodes of Space 1999. It was a real pleasure looking through all this stuff. So they're introducing the, our main characters. They're five sons, and they each craft a different Thunderbird. Okay. For example, Alan, he's three. Four is the submarine, and that is Gordon. Uh-huh. Like Gordon, Gordon does nothing in this movie. And who's lost in space? It's the shitheel brother, John. John, <laughs> why don't you go mad? <laughs> but that's not all. See, there's their international rescue, so there's spies from all around the world. But we're only going to have one Lady Penelope from the UK, and okay. a hawker, it, her uh, porter. Oh, he's not the just the driver, he's mm-hmm. all right. Let's crank this up a sec. So, from what I learned about this, by the way, like you, you finally see this show had like came out, it was a hit. Right. And exactly. they were able to sell it to the American market. In fact, everyone here has an American accent. Is it from England? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Shot. And they're doing American accents? You ever see the, the British uh, office? That industrial yeah, sure. park? Mm-hmm. That was the location where they shot these during the 60s and 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. So look, okay, this is the big penis on she thing. No, this is nothing. To, this is not a Thunderbird. I didn't realize this. This is okay. Zero X. Zero X is a space mission. It's like NASA, and they are going to Mars. Okay. They're going to Mars. Mission to Mars. Excellent. That's so exciting. Now, right. I, you saw the space station above the Earth? I remember yeah. them distinctly as a kid. That was the coolest thing ever. They just, John is never in their island. Like, the deal is, their dad is like Mr. 60s Adventure, and he's okay. a millionaire in the 60s. So he has his own island, hollowed out island. And hollowed underneath out. is all the Thunderbirds. Oh. But John That's is like in outer space. Yeah, That's this like show was like. Dr. No meets Dr. Evil shit. This is so well. All these people who made these models, they all went on to do sixties Bond movies and shit like that. So Makes there's sense. a real, I the research I did was on YouTube. A lot of fan service. This guy's name is Jerry Anderson with a G. The okay. fans are considered Fanderson. That's okay. what the fans are called, Fanderson, named after Jerry Anderson. So I was able to watch. Uh, a BBC Two radio interview from a uh, show in 2000 that they okay. put video on, uh, and that was hosted by a guy who's in this movie, uh, Bob Monkhouse. And <laughs> Bob Monkhouse, I guess in British TV, he did a bunch of sitcoms. He was a uh, comedian, but he was primarily for decades a game show host. Like a, 
he was like a beloved comedian and he did a kid's show in the 60s where one of the ships from the previous show stingray pops out of the guy's bathtub and in return he shows up in this movie bob monkhouse is one of the mars astronauts okay during this radio uh uh presentation that he hosts narrated he said i did it for free really that's great yeah and he plays a character in this where it's just kind of like one of his tv show characters i think there's like an in the did it for free did it for free this is supposed to be glenfield military base and i don't know if it's real they actually at the end credits say thank you to admiral casey of glenfield uh air force base and i'm like i thought they made this up but from what I understand, all this shit shows up in the next series the guy does called Captain Scarlet. Captain they Scarlet. Had, okay. They had a very shrewd way of getting shows marketed. Is that if it was not the ratings were going down, create a new show. And these are big soap opera adventure shows. The guy Jerry Anderson, he he got a job for Colonial Films when he was seventeen. It's just like British Empire films. And then he okay. got into the RAF as a radio operator. He okay. got out. He worked for Pinewood Studios, the big uh, British studios. Uh, and then he got a job doing a commercial, Nobby, drink, uh, eating Kellogg's Ricicles. Ricicles? Don't try the, yeah, don't try the resticles. The resticles, <laughs> too salty and sweaty, but the Ricicles. <laughs> and it was Nobby, and it was really popular, and this British... Uh, children's novelist said hey my character twizzle would be great with your marionettes so this launched Twizzle. him into the marionette world of british television shows in the 50s that was a human Western. hand or something that i just yeah saw. is that crazy carl let me tell you right up front nobody walks in this movie none of the marionettes <laughs> walk they showed like the western where they did walk and it looks really silly okay and so the they... hands you will see real hands pop up here and there Mm-hmm. So that's her first hand. Now, if the show isn't, if the ratings go down, new show. That was new that's show. a cool concept. Captain Scarlet. This show, first season, 64, they did 30, 26 episodes. And these are hour-long okay. episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then serious. they did the movie. The movie guaranteed, United Artists said, we let's do a sequel as well. Signed all that shit up. This came out, bombed. Bombed? This bombed? Bombed. This bombed, and then they Which the one's second Bob Monkey. Oh, okay. oh, that's a really good question. Hang on a sec, I have it. They're going to introduce him again. I guess they're just listening right now. Well, it's pretty good. Yes, sir. Thinking. Space Captain Greg Martin. Yeah. Space Navigator Brad Newman. Yeah. Yes, sir. Doctor Pierce. Yes, sir. Doctor Grant. Yes, sir. American accents and so astronaut-like. Yeah. So I think it's one of the three astronauts is is Bob Monkhouse. Now, this is before we landed on the moon. This is 1966. So they're going to Mars. They're They're going to Mars. I should mention that the show second season premiered and got canceled after six episodes before this movie hit the theaters. So by the time this movie hit the theaters... The second epi- season was truncated to six episodes instead of 26. And this- Wait, there's two additional people going? Yeah, there's so there's Dr. Going? Grant, there's okay. Dr. Pierce, okay. there's Captain Paul Trevor, there's Space Captain Greg Martin, 
and their space navigator, Brad Newton. Brad Newton. Brad what? Uh, new, new man. Newton. Uh, Newman. New, new he's man. actually, uh, he's Bob Monkhouse. Yeah. Newman. This music is, uh, the score was like, this movie, you know, obviously the show's a cult hit. Right. But who's keeping score? Who's keeping, oh, his name is, I think it's Glenberry, Rigberry. But there's a surprise, a musical number surprise at the end. Oh, okay. That's. And I don't want to spoil. Which one, no spoilers. We don't know which there's one's Bob Monkey. Let's, we'll guess as the thing goes. He's, 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 uh, Grenville, not. <laughs> so no, this is insane. This, you're, this is like Star Trek, the motion picture where they start off with the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because... I mean, when I was a little kid, Thunderbirds blew me away because of the models like this. They were. Yeah, absolutely. They were like, remember, everything was practical effects. So a lot of your watching movies was imagination, and kids can't understand that today. I'm sure they can logically understand it. But um, this thing really took your imagination to, you know, the space station and the submarine and the, you know, they're flying and. Yo, yeah, they go everywhere. So it's very gray. I mean, they do earth, the uh, air, you know. They're like fire. NASA on steroids. So they got everything set up. They got the doctors that are going to do uh, technical works and they got the captain, the space captain and the space navigator. And they're going to Mars on a plane? Kind of? Well, as always, we just spent five minutes setting this up. There's Sylvia Anderson. She co-wrote this, and she was one of the masterminds behind the show. And David Lane was a regular director on all these Jerry Anderson book, puppet uh, marionette movies. Uh -huh. And apparently, he's the uncredited, uncredited director of Muppet's Christmas Carol. So I don't Uncredited? Know yeah. So maybe Weren't he did a segment. Anderson's? No, this is David Lane. Oh, the guy. okay. He's so basically like Sylvia Anderson what? is one of the actors. She's Lady Penelope, and she also she she started off as a secretary and they got married and and she really worked uh, really like with the actors and uh -huh. took care of that stuff. And he, you know, his he was kind of this stuff. Look how it's a firework out the butt. There's a lot of. But I mean, it's so burned. cool that it's. Like I said before, like this looks so good. It's like somebody today was trying to be retro. Right. I know. I know this doesn't look like computer generated. That would probably be the thing we do today. Do you know why their heads are so big? They're smart. Thunderbirds. They're, they're well, yeah, right. Yeah, they're scientists. They have transmitters. Like they have a megaphone, like a little speaker in their mouth. And oh. one of the marionette uh, wires is a transmit a pre-recorded dialogue so we're hearing so, it really from the marionette's mouth or yes it's yeah. not an overdub wow no. that's so that's but interesting but then the actors are not in a room you know bob monkhouse went to a studio and recorded it and then they they Hooked the, the engineers the puppet masters okay now this is really inexplicable as you know, all shows must have an adversary. Okay. The adversary is named The Hood. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, I don't know who this man is with the mustache, but suddenly, okay. he's going to... So, he's stowaway to the moon. 
He's, I think he's taking photographs. That's what he's doing. That's a little, fo- that's a little sixty spy camera. His foot is gonna get mushed, the idiot. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Ready? Bone no, crack. no, that's gonna hurt so much. Yeah. Gonna go from one foot to six inches. Oh, if only that was only wood. Oh, you could hear it crack. Whoa! Look at that. It's that's nothing all along. Possible shit right there. Right, which is the sixties. It made perfect sense. Bum, 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 bum. I have a bad movie rule where the special effects, the characters use the same special effects that the special effects are used in the movie. Like in Jack and Jill, Jack dresses up as Jill. And I'm like, come on, you're already dressed up as Jill. You're Jack and Jill, right? Adam (laughs) Sandler. So the puppets like have a distinct face and then they suddenly have like a they're wearing a mask it's the face over a face like come on what did you get puppetry okay look they got to abort they got to abort. abort they never even made it yeah so that piece after watching puppet. it connect we watch it disconnect face off that blood yes puppet blood or the wood huh <laughs> hope you would the the story is the dad has five sons. They all have their own spaceships. And anytime there's international rescue need, international rescue shows up. They get called they, upon? They get called upon. Now, who built all this stuff? The guy must be Brainiac. His name is Brains. And he looks okay. like the guy from the Buggles. You'll see him. You know the guy I from know the Buggles? Brains. He's got the thick glasses. Yeah. Radio killed the radio, radio star. star. Uh, he wears the white coat. He is yeah. brain. I remember. Brain. So look at that. Also... Look at that. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, I'm like seven, six. Is, imagining, you know. One of the things I love is just the sounds. There's no oh. music pumped through it. Oh, that's cool. Now, you know, when we were kids, we had toys. And from our day and all the time earlier that's what kids had like when you were a kid you got toys and christmas was everything oh sorry mike chanica was everything and you would get like so when you had your fisher price set or you had your building blocks right so when you watch this it was like imagine my toys were alive Uh, yeah right i mean this is how you would play you would have the saboteur and then they they would build themselves up and then go now, he has jumped out of the plane. He a, has a parachute, I guess. I don't know if we see the parachute. I don't recall. It's very interesting because this criminal, the right. deal is one of the employees at the Look Tracy at Institute. Is, right. Her name is Tintin. Okay. From Malaysia. The Malaysian Islands, I guess. Her dad works also works for them. And there's another female character named Grandma, who's the mother of the dad. And oh, the mother the of the kids. dad. That'd be like your... Oh, so she's like a grandmother. Yeah, so she's called Grandma, but she's not in this movie. In fact, we haven't seen a single fucking Thunderbird yet. Really? Still, this is Zero X, something that just popped up. Okay. The, okay. Look, they're it's going the down. It's the movie. You see the little the lights showing how many feet they're going down? No, you never saw the, the live-action one with Bill Paxton as the dad, right? Have you? Yeah, I recommend you see it. It's fun. And that's Ben Kingsley as the hood, right? As the villain? I don't remember anymore, and I should, because I really like that movie, and I remember movies I love. I should see it again. Um, Whoa! Right? Boom. 
Now it's gonna be oh, slow wait, motion explosion. Look at the drama, the drama of the slow motion water wow. and fire. They mixed oil and water, and they lit the fucking oil. This is practical effects, yeah. folks. There's a lot of explosions. A slow motion drama. All the drama is drenched from the models being shot in slow motion or doing mm -hmm. something like, ooh, the diesel means excitement. The, the splashy <laughs> means trauma. Now, this looks like a giant razor blade. But now we go to another. Do we go to the Thunderbirds? No. Okay. Yeah, see, the, the movie, the live action one, it was all about the family. They were kind of like celebrities. The Marsh Exploration Center. So we go from 0x, we go from Glenfield Baseport to okay. Marsh. And then they're going to say, like, we're going to do a vote. Do you see, like, everyone has a glass of water and, like, a, yes. a loudspeaker next to them? Yes. Okay, that's actually two buttons, a red button and a yes and a green button for okay. or against. So this is two years later. See, they're voting Wait, right now. Four is red and against is green. That's backwards. Don't you think? It's, Go it's England. Stop. It's England. They it's the whole like when you drive on the wrong side of the street, a red light means go when you drive in no, England. That can't be the, true. It Wait, is. I in England, red light means go, and green light means stop. Yeah, and cars are holographic, so you can drive right through them, especially double-decker. But the four, red. And so they have this, this is like all drama through the mechanical shit they built, right? Who's against? Who's against? Somebody didn't, oh, uh -oh. shit! Barry Gray, the orchestra, pranks it up. It's like a 60-piece orchestra. Russian guy? They look at no. So we don't know who it is. But the drama, the puppets moving around marionettes. Now, uh, they, you know, like another movie in 1966 was Batman, based on the TV series. And they shot that in between, they aired it during the summer in between seasons. Okay. So I'm always reminded of this. Okay. I have 862 pages here, sir. I have 862 pages. So technical. Oh, go right to the razor blade. So he's okay. saying, I don't, you guys can't do shit. We need to get IR in this. He's like, are you saying we need our own security? Fuck yeah. Here it is, Tracy Island, Carl. Okay, so now we're getting to the family. Right. Now, Finally at the TV show. Is Grant, Pierce, Trevor, are these the... Yeah. Family members? So the, yeah. the brothers are all named after astro American astronauts. Like John is John Glenn. Virgil is actually has a nickname. But not really Neil and Buzz, to be honest with you. There's a guy named They're, Buzz? No. Scott, uh, Virgil, Alan, Gordon, and John. Here, and here are four of them. One is in outer space. Even if it's no. Right. So now they hear that uh, they're going to relaunch. This is two years later. This We just spanned two years. Okay. And... Wait a second. Wait a second. They were going to Mars and that failed. That was zero right. X. Zero yeah. X went to Okay. So now we're not going to Mars and forget about it. Right? Now we want to go back to Mars. However, we need to hire international rescue to make sure everything goes smoothly this time. 
Okay. So the boys just got the news from their dad. They're on assignment. So they got it. Give us. So basically, Virgil is is Thunderbird. Thunderbird one is a hypersonic rocket. It's a okay. vertical takeoff and landing, a VTOL. Oh, and landing. That's incredible technology. Here we go. Check this out. Check this out. Okay, boss. So the the submarine guy says, "Hey, Dad, what about me?" He goes, "Well, you're probably not going to be needed." Hello there. This is Joan Rivard on Mutiny Radio. 